there are men like this who are typing in things to help their partners, to help their children, to help themselves, and they're finding crap. Yeah. <laughs> or they're finding mom blogs. And then they feel isolated because it's not a man's space. Mm-hmm. And I just grew more and more passionate about the fact that women, supporting women is great. Men supporting men is great. But people supporting each other so that we can all show up for ourselves and for our children. That's the key. So to be a woman running a man's dad-centered brand is an incredible honor and challenge. And it feels like, feels like I've been having the best graduation party ever. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Uh, Zoe, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're also the CEO of Daddy's Digest and Schmooze Media. You're also the founder of Brand Voice and much more. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'd love to go back with my guests. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? I grew up in Toronto, in Canada, uh, sort of midtown, uh, not too in the action, but not too far away from the action. Yeah. And I had a very overall lovely childhood, lovely parents, um, wanted the best for us, did everything they could for us. And, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's more to it than that, but it sure. was, it was pretty great overall. And, um, always loved school, did well in school. You know, I was a pretty good kid with pretty great parents. So I'm, I'm a lucky one, very privileged. Come on. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, you're very passionate about business and family and education, creating those meaningful relationships specifically like, you know, for parents and children, obviously, where did your passion for these things stem from? And was there someone that maybe influenced you in that way? I think there's two people I can think of. And one um, is, is my sister. And I would say it's not my story to tell, but right. she went through a lot of things when we were kids. And, um, you know, she was in and out of the hospital and just showed up for her life. So that's one thing and, and one person. And the other person um, was my grandfather, who was a Holocaust survivor. And, you know, despite not having had any education beyond the age of nine, I ended up having um, a successful business where he employed lots of immigrants and, um, you know, really creating work and opportunity for people. Um, Plus, knowing that you have the opportunity to be there for every day. I think those 
you know, those two gifts combined that I got to see um, really helped me to want to show up for the things I care about. I mean, your sister and, and your grandfather sound amazing uh, warriors for sure in, in their life. Uh, you know, when it comes to working multiple businesses and, and being a wife and, and, you know, being mom, it's super tough, you know, but what are those non-negotiables that you have that allow you to spend that family time and kind of break away from the craziness of running the businesses? Non-negotiables are, I have to still like what I'm doing every day. And if I don't, I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Because I don't step away from childcare um, or any of my motherly or wifely duties for something I hate. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> so that's actually really, really important because if I can't show up for myself and what makes me happy, then I can't show up for them. Um, Non-negotiables are like, I am with them in the evening from you know 5.30 until bedtime. And then I'm with them in the morning. And, you know, of course, there's things that come up, but for the most part, I really try and keep that a sacred time. And my daughter will call me out and say, mommy, put your phone away. Um, but I really try and keep it away while yeah. I'm with them in the evenings and in the morning. I love that. Family time is so important. And that's why I get up at 4 a.m. six days a week is just so I don't have to break into that family time, right? I can get my stuff done, personal development stuff done while they're still sleeping. And then exactly. it's it like... Yeah you know, it's time to cut everything off. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think if you're, I'm sort of, there's a few different mindsets I have about raising kids and I, I'm just beginning to raise my kids, but it's like, I want them to understand what it looks like for someone to take care of themselves so that they can show up for others. Mm -hmm. And I want them to understand that like, there are hard things in life. There are moments that mommy can't take away the pain. There are right? Like part of my job is to let them have a challenge or have a hard moment. And then they know that there's someone to fall back to, right? But yep. not to make all the pain go away. I, I can't do that. And I won't do that. It's so good though. It's the best way I think to, to parent and, and allow your kids to go through that. And, you know, my kids are 11 and eight and we've, we've kind of raised them to, to, kind of hit those failures, but then, you know, realize that they can get through it and, and we're there for them and to, you know, back them up when they need it and, and, you know, struggle, but get through the the tough times for sure. Your company schmooze, by the way, it's the best name ever, uh, believes that the, you know, businesses are, are going to be most successful when their marketing is tied to those clear goals, those purpose, vision, and mission. And I love that not in a sense, just as a business, but also in a personal life, like, um, but how do you help clients get crystal clear on those items? Oh, that's a very intense question. So um, since we last spoke, I've actually taken more steps to distance myself from agency life. Okay. And I think that my questioning about the value I can provide through agency has been one that I've struggled with probably since the onset of the pandemic. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to answer this question very honestly. Um, the podcast that you mentioned, which is called The Brand Voice, that was my beginning of questioning what I was doing every day. Mm. And was I really bringing value or was I just doing the same thing everyone else was doing, but at a better price point? Do I really want to be the cheaper price point company? Do I want to be a higher price point company? Um, so what that podcast was all about was it was all about interviewing people, whether they were in marketing or not to say, are the marketing campaigns you're doing 
truly aligned with your values because I just started seeing more and more things that appeared like a check mark. Like we're going to do this campaign where we give a tree for every person commenting on LinkedIn, you know, uh, every like equals a tree planted or every hundred likes equals a tree planted. And I, I started being like, this is BS. Like they're just trying to get likes to make a social thing happen, but it's not truly brand affinity. It's not truly a brand that actually stands for something because if they stood for something, it wouldn't just be in relation to likes. Mm -hmm. And then I started questioning, how can I be the police around values and which values and so ways of making social change are good and bad? And the more I leaned into core values workshops, which is what I did to differentiate my brand and my agency, but also because I believe if you don't know your values, you can't make good social media. Yeah. Yeah. I began calling into question the workshops I was running. And yeah, they write down these core values at the end of the workshop. But, and then we talk about how you're going to embody them. And I was like, I don't know. Am I just adding to this noise? So I had a little bit of like a, a fall from this success that I had created at the onset of the pandemic into this world of being like, is it all just a check mark and that's it? Um, and it really felt like it was. So I started making big changes, which is what led me to Daddy's Digest. And I, as I've gotten more and more entrenched in Daddy's Digest, the agency just doesn't excite me as much and it doesn't feel as evolved as where I've gotten to. Mm. So I love Schmooze. I love the name Schmooze. And yeah. I think that Schmooze has some good services. But... I don't think that's where my energy is moving forward. I completely understand. Uh, I, so I've, I've got two podcasts, the Top Rated MMA Show and yeah. the Eric Allen Show. It started with Top Rated MMA in 2017. And my passion really isn't for that anymore. It's more for the Eric Allen Show, which is what we're doing today. And so I've been really struggling with like my identity as a Top Rated MMA guy for the last couple of months going, man, do I want to continue this? Do I want to continue that? But my focus and my passion, my love is talk with people like yourself, entrepreneurs and people that are just change the world. And I'm like, man, that's what people know me as. How do I step away from that? And then now launch into this new show or this, you know, Eric Allen show has been a while, been around for a while, but it's, I think more people know me from the other show. And yeah. so that's been an identity crisis I've been struggling with. And so I'm actually made the decision that at the end of 2021, I will not be continuing with Top Rated May podcast. Uh, I'll still have the name and brand for all, but I'm not going to put that in the really my, my plate anymore. It's going to be more all around entrepreneur marketing and business focused. Well, that's why I like talking to you, Eric, because I think you can appreciate, and I hope other people can too. Yeah. If something's no longer serving you, then you're not really doing your best job for it anyway. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yes, that sounds selfish, but selfishly the world needs the best version of you. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it's like, you know, I, I laid some people off from schmooze and that was a really hard thing to do. But I also knew that I wasn't showing up as the boss I wanted to in that place anymore. And mm -hmm. that, you know, I always thought of schmooze as a classroom. And I said, this classroom is a classroom that everyone has chosen to come to. And my team was as big as like 25 people at one point. Wow. And 
And I said, and when they're ready to go on to the next grade, they're going to say thank you to what I learned from this classroom. And now I'm going into my next one. And it's instead of it being like, okay, you're done grade three, you have to go to grade four now, maybe grade three in schmooze takes five years. And then you go to grade four, which is your next part of your path. Sure. But I think, I think I graduated from that classroom too now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not angry about that. I'm not resentful. I'm grateful for the gifts that the classroom of schmooze gave me. Yeah. Um, And my heart's not there anymore, which is really hard to admit. And people are like, Zoe and Schmooze are very connected, but the truth is, going back to the core values. Yeah. When I when I emailed all my clients to tell them that I'm like shifting away and I'll be available for consulting and a couple of small projects, but I don't want to. We're, we're sort of closing down the the large ongoing operations um, with the larger clients. No one was surprised. Mm. They were like, "That's great. That makes sense." So the fear of what people are going to think is way bigger, I think, in in your own head than it is once you actually do it. I'm I'm dealing with that fear right now because I have not actually publicly said that to anybody except for my wife that I'm going to shut this thing down. So that's a big deal for me to like do the sign off episode, you know, at the end of this year. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like, hey, 2021 and whatever year from whatever year you started it to now. Thank you. You gave me so much. I got so much from you. I helped people based on where I was at then. And now I'm here. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love the classroom perspective that you just mentioned, because I now, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh man, I'm totally, I'm graduating here. Like I'm finally going up a grade and getting into something else, which and it's like, might- like, it's like graduate already. Don't keep going back to grade 12. Go off right. to college now, Eric. Like it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I've got three episodes left at this point to re- to edit, and I don't have any more to record. But I'm I'm like dragging. I'm going, man. Do I? I but you know, I want to hold up my end of the deal. I, re- I interviewed these guys. I'm gonna put it out. You know, but I'm like, oh, I gotta go edit these shows. <laughs> Look, so consider show, right? at the end of you editing those three episodes, holding yourself a graduation party. That's right. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I wanted to shift real quick because you got this amazing thing now. You came on board with Daddy Digest in March of this year. You're the CEO there, which is an amazing website. There's so much good stories and, and stuff on there for just men and dads in general. Like you don't even have to be a dad to get value out of that website. But for people who don't know, like how did that, all that come together and what's that website about? Yeah, so now that you know about all that stuff that I right. just talked about, I think it's <laughs> important. Everything pointed to this new future for me. Um, yeah. When I was questioning you know, this is marketing good. Um, am I doing anything good? Am I proud of who, who I've become? Um, at the onset of the pandemic, I wrote a children's book called ABC, Stay Home With Me. Mm. And all of Brooks and the people who contributed um, did it by, you know, as a charitable project. And we were able to donate tens of thousands of dollars to frontline workers. Wow. And as a, I was a teacher first and, and an English major in university. So I came, I felt very full circle, like, wow, I didn't leave teaching for nothing. I wrote a children's book, you know, published it, made lots of money and gave back to the people who are protecting our families. And it was like a punch in the face <laughs> because I was like, oh, I, I can do what I initially wanted to do, which was 
opening people's minds through literature, through words. And I, I thought agency was my way of being able to do that. Like I was like, ooh, marketing is education and storytelling and business. And it, those things are true. But taking another step into publications, I knew I had to keep going down the path of amplifying voices, right? Amplifying art, amplifying, um, you know, helping people to show up with, for their kids. And one of the people who bought the children's book um, is the founder of Daddy's Digest. Come on. So it was extremely organic. Yeah. Um, and we just started talking about parenting and what it meant for me, for my husband to show up for me as an entrepreneur and wife and mother, um, how, how in, empowered he is, how confident he is in his own feet his own shoes as as the husband of someone uh such as myself uh, which is a very independent and passionate woman <laughs> and and also a, a woman who struggles with her mental health and he protects me and does re internet research for me so i don't have to go into the vortex of google sure and what i found you know through these conversations with vic the founder and then with my husband back at home there are men like this who are typing in things to help their partners, to help their children, to help themselves, and they're finding crap. Yeah. Or they're finding mom blogs, and then they feel isolated because it's not a man's space. Mm -hmm. And I just grew more and more passionate about the fact that women, supporting women is great. Men supporting men is great. But people supporting each other so that we can all show up for ourselves and for our children. That's the key. So to be a woman running a man's dad-centered brand is an incredible honor and challenge. And it feels like, feels like I've been having the best graduation party ever. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Now, being in being a woman and then running Daddy's Digest, mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like, did you have people telling you, no, you shouldn't do that or you should do that or, you know, don't go that route because you're a woman and trying to take over Daddy's Digest or internally, did you have fear or yes. like, you know, voices going? Yeah, you I would say it was less the voices in the, of the public. It was uh -huh. my own mm. being like, oh, people are going to hate you. Like, right how dare you try and claim this space that belongs to men? And I'm like, no, Zoe, you're not claiming it. You're amplifying it. Yes. You're, you're using your genius. <laughs> yeah. You help amplify a conversation, first of all, that already exists. And second of all, to be almost that gatekeeper, you know, of saying like, hey, you know, I don't know, this one man said to me, he's like, you're trying to make men more feminine and I was like no I'm trying to help men question why they think talking about their feelings is feminine yeah because it's not mm -hmm. it's human and to be able to express what you're going through and know that it's helping someone else whether that's some for some people that's a religious thing right? It's a godly thing to do. For other people, it's a therapeutic thing to do. For other people, it's a releasing thing to do. Whatever your reason is, telling your story and letting it help others 
isn't that what life is all about? I don't like I, but yeah. it, it transcends everything, right? And parenting is not a gendered activity. Right. <laughs> you became a parent somehow by adoption, by surrogacy, by, I don't know, by being assigned guardianship, by birth, by contributing your sperm, whatever it is, you've become a parent and you are a father figure or you're a mother figure or you're a grandmother figure or a grandfather figure. There's a child relying on you. Mm. Full stop. What the heck do you do now? Yeah. Wow. Man, I'm so excited for you to, to do this and, and be a part of that. And I mean, I mean, by the time this comes out, it's it's got to be close to, I mean, because you started March 2021. Uh, you, there's so much good stuff coming up. So you'll be there probably within, you know, a year or close to a year by the time this rolls out. And just saying like, I'm so excited for you. Your passion for this is amazing. And from a man's perspective, I love that you kind of have that, that women's uh, mindset to, to help us amplify those emotions that men go through because we are scared to sometimes share our stories. And I mean, I'm 42 now. I didn't share my story till I was 39 years old. I just held all that in just thinking, well, I'm a manly guy. I don't want to share I, this. Sometimes I can't imagine the pain people are in holding yeah. these things inside of them. Right. And yeah. it's interesting because some of the things I learn about, about men are so incredibly painful but they're willing to tell me right away. And I think that's like the opportunity and the burden challenge of, of having a publication like this, because I honestly get contributions sent to me all the time. And, you know, with my small team, it's like, oh my God, like we have to post this, but how? And we need to have something coming up before it that's a little softer and a little funny because if we just are super depressing every day of the week, it's going to be too heavy and no one will read it. So you have to find ways to bring levity in and, you know, go through the roller coaster of confronting yourself as you confront parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens, right? Totally. You're like, totally. oh, there's a child here. And then you're like, oh, it sounds like me. Oh my God, that reminds me of this. Oh my God, that reminds me of that. Oh my God, I'm projecting. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's uh, that's dead spot on right there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's what I, it feels like. Right. So it, yeah. it, it, it ha and then, and then you're laughing because this child has said something so ridiculous that you just are joyful to be alive and witness it. Right. Yeah. So it's just this, like, what the F do I do? And lying on the floor laughing. I mean, my husband and I were like lying in bed the other night you know, before bedtime and just like laughing about what our four-year-old was saying. And yeah, we're just like, where did she come from? <laughs> Such a fun age too at that four. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. I, I love to ask the question because I'm a big music guy to kind of finish out the show there. Uh, what's a favorite type of music for you? Or do, do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Um, I'm pretty eclectic when it comes to my music choices. Okay. Um, my dad was a uh, folky. Okay. So, um, like, like Bob Dylan is always rolling around somewhere in the background. Um, so yeah, some like pretty, like, I like, I like acoustic guitar. I like, um, I like, I like some interesting stuff. Okay. I'll leave it at that, but yeah, 
I really appreciate, you know, there's um, a song called Classical Gas, and I really appreciate that. Um, take a look it up. But yeah. it's just it's just finger picking on the guitar. And it is like a storybook. Oh, sweet. I will drop a link to that for sure in the notes <laughs> of this. Zoe, such an honor to have you on my show. You are an amazing world changer. I'm so excited for what you got going on. And so excited to be able to uh, kind of collaborate with you on some videos that I'm putting in through right now. So I'm super stoked about that. Thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for coming on the show today. It's truly an honor. Thank you. Likewise. I really like talking to you always, always since the first time we met. So yes. thanks for having me. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I wanted to just take one quick second of your time to point you to ericallenmedia.com. I have a ton of free and paid content on our resources tab. Click on that. Tons of books, tons of websites you can go check out. Some secret websites in there as well for you. But listen, I am available for hire for anything from product videos to content videos, review videos. I do a lot of how-to and explainer type videos, box opening videos for brands. I also do laser engraving for anything that's wood product. So if you need some you know, coasters made or fun tags or something like that, shoot me a DM, happy to help you out. You can check out some of my work on our YouTube channel there. Really appreciate you checking out the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.